and welcome to Fiercely Freelance, the no BS podcast for freelance women that brings you hot business, marketing and mindset tips every week, as well as raw and inspiring stories from real freelancers. I'm your host, Seals Lockley. I'm a former freelancer and expert digital marketer of 20 years, and I'm here to help you discover how to create and grow a freelance business that puts your desires and needs first connects you to a true sense of purpose and gives you a sustainable income. If you want to feel confident, calm, but also seriously fucking fierce as a business owner, I've got you. You might have heard in the online business space that you need to niche down. Niche down, choose a niche, get specialist stop generalizing, pick a niche. And there's a lot of pressure to do this, right? Now, I am a big advocate of niching or niching, depending on where you are in the world. But I want to spend a little time today on this episode talking about niching and also how to narrow your niche down because it can be a bit overwhelming and there's lots of conflicting advice. So I'm hoping that we can just get it all nicely locked up into a few recommendations for you. So first of all, let's define what niche actually means. So it is a particular specialism or sector of the market that you focus on. So you've heard of the the saying like there's a niche in that market, like there's an opportunity in that particular niche. So this is like which would like choosing a specific area or a specific type of expertise or a specific type of client. But niche goes a lot further than I think than, than meets the eye. And I want to kind of dive into that a bit more. So before we do, I'm going to tell you a little story about my niching journey, because let me tell you, it's not been fun. When I first started out a long time ago um, freelancing, I didn't even know what the fuck a niche was. I was like, what? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Raja Moore? Is that Raja Moore or is it somebody else? Anyway, some sort of Bond character. I should know that, shouldn't I? No, Sean Connery. Fucking hell. Oh my God. I am no Bond uh, fan, by the way. Don't know anything about Bond. Um, but Sean Connery, yes. Anyway, blah, I digress. Um, so when I was starting out, I didn't know what a niche was. I was really like, it, it just wasn't something that people talked about at all. And so I was clueless about this for many, many years. Then when I came kind of back into the online business space, having worked in lots of agencies and just freelanced as a side hustle, I came back into the online business space full ass in 2019. And I came across this term and it really threw me. And I was like, but what, what do I choose? Like, wh- where do I like hang my hat in this massive online world of opportunities with all these different people, all these different types of businesses? So that really overwhelmed me. And I can remember just thinking, I, I don't really know where to begin with this. So eventually, like a year later, I ended up joining a mastermind for agency owners because at the time I thought I wanted to build an agency. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know my story, which is that I built an agency and then I burnt it to the ground because I didn't want to do it anymore. Anyway, I went on this mastermind and I was um, kind of thrown into this group. It's like a group program mastermind thing. And there was, you know, a curriculum and like different trainings and stuff. And one of the kind of first things we had to do in like the boot camp section of the program 
was we had to choose a niche. Now, I found this so stressful because I was in a group with a bunch of agency owners. Lots of them were male. Lots of them were like in the States and they were like, there was this one guy who was like an architect's marketer. So he's like very specifically from architects. There was somebody else who was like, their specialism was like leisure and hotels. And I just was like, I don't know. And the way it was taught to us was so wank. Like it was all about the demographics. And actually, even the psychographics, that is shit as well as a way to niche down. So like, please do not start your niche with like, I'm going to choose an industry and a sector and like a type of age bracket of person. Well, no, that is what they tried to teach me in this mastermind. It was horseshit. No, don't do it that way. So basically, I choose a niche. I don't like it. It doesn't work for me. I get really stressed out. I waste loads of time and money trying to make this niche work. And, you know, ultimately, then I think that kind of ended me. Ended me. <laughs> I think that kind of led me to realize that I just, I didn't want to niche down with my agency in that way. But because I didn't know any different, because I wasn't yet aware of like what I know now, I, then I think that really contributed to the demise of my agency passion for what I was doing, the business I was trying to build. Um, But anyway, we move on. So I pivoted and I started fiercely. Now, at that point, I did know about niches because by that point, I'd done lots and lots of coaching and worked with people who like know what they're talking about. And I realized that I just really wanted to niche down into something, yeah, I was really passionate about. So anyway, that's a bit of a story, a bit of a back, a back story to kind of lead us in to the strategies um, around niching, which I think have helped me um, and I recommend to my clients and seem to be a really effective way to just decide on a niche. So you've heard my story about niching and like why it didn't work for me. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, but Seals, I really don't want to niche down. I want to be a generalist. Like I really like just having a diverse mix of clients and I don't want to specialize. Then that's fine. Like niching isn't for everyone, but I am pro niche. (laughs) Like I do believe that niching is really good. And this is why. When you're working in a, an industry or in a category of service delivery, it's going to be the case that unless you have an incredibly large audience, that you are never, ever going to be able to help everyone. So, for example, if you're a generalist, like imagine like a retailer that sells literally everything like Asda, Walmart. They sell everything to everyone because they are a massive retailer with a global superstore brand and enormous supply chain and literally like the infrastructure to, to, to help everyone, right? However, if there is a new shop opening on the corner and they try and be anything, they're like, oh, we're going to be a competitor as to Walmart. We're going we're gonna to sell everything they sell but we're going to do it just in this town from this little shop. Guess what's going to happen? It's not going to work because they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have the reach and they don't have the exposure. So they don't have the audience. And this is the way I like to think about niching and why it's good versus why generalizing can be less good. Now I have generalized many times in my career. Like I've had various different iterations of businesses 
But every time I've specialized, magic things have happened. And that's why I think niching is so good because it really helps you focus in your business. So when you generalize, yes, you can pick up, you know, all sorts of different things and you can be, you know, the every man, you can do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, if that's what you want. And actually that quite might quite work for you if it's a side hustle. But this is the, the question I want to kind of lead you into with niching. Do you want your business to grow and prosper and thrive beyond being a money earner? So it goes from being a little bit of cash on the side or a couple of grand a month to growing into something bigger. And if the answer to that is yes, because you want to earn five or 10K a month, then you need to niche. Controversial, but I believe that that is the way forward. That's what I see working. And I have spent countless hours in the online business space over the last 20 years studying this shit, (laughs) noticing what works, noticing what doesn't work. And I really believe that when you specialize, it makes all the difference. So if you don't like this term niching, if it's a bit triggering because you've been sort of conditioned by the online business space, by some of these words, and they just feel a bit uncomfortable for you, then just think about this, this idea of specializing um, and really honing down. And actually, this is fun. Like genuinely, this makes me really excited for people when they get this, when they're like, oh, oh yeah, I could do it that way. So let's talk about the six different strategies I would recommend to help you get to that point. All right. So I'm going to just ask you a series of questions to help you with these different strategies for niching down. The first question is, who do you like? Who do you like online? Who are you drawn to? When you go on, say, Instagram or TikTok, who are the people that you keep going back to, that you keep looking at their profile and you like their posts and you like are a bit fangirly over? Like, who are they? Because I have a theory and I call it mirror marketing. And one day I might do something with that, but fuck knows. Um, I have a theory that if you like somebody, they are probably either a bit like you or there is a part of what they do or what they are, which is something you aspire to be. And that will tell you a lot about your niche, I believe. So I am a 40 something. I'm 40. I'm not 40 something yet. I'm a, I'm a woman in her 40s, let's say, and I am based in England, in the East Midlands in England, and I am a mother and I'm an entrepreneur, I suppose, although that word makes me feel a bit sick in my mouth. And I, I don't know, like I, I'm sort of middle class, I suppose. If you were to define me like as a person through those demographics, well, what does that tell you about me? It doesn't tell you anything, does it? It's just a load of shit. It's like, oh, okay, boring. I'm like reading some boring marketing report. But if I was to say to you, hi, love, I'm Seals. I'm based in the East Midlands. I've got a little girl and I run a business called Fiercely Freelance and I love red and purple and I love stationery and I'm obsessed with post-it notes and healthy tasty snacks and I love walks in the park with my dog and I love hanging out with my daughter and traveling and spending time with my family and friends right yes get to know me a bit better right 
suddenly I'm a person. Suddenly I'm somebody that maybe you can relate to because I've just told you something about me, which is not, it's not to do with like age, sex, location, business. You know, it's actually to do with me as a person. By the way, I could have made that a lot more interesting, but I did just come up with that on the hoof. Um, I, I will admit that a lot of this podcast is is recorded on the hoof because um, if you listen to the previous episode about paralysis analysis and procrastination and perfectionism, I believe that the best uh, content I create is often just me waffling on. So anyway, that's why I have an editor because she gets rid of the um, waffly bits. She might get rid of this bit actually because this bit might be annoying. Um, so my point here is that you tend to be attracted to people who are like you. So if you're trying to define your niche, try and think of who out there you're following, liking, being attracted to online and the people that you're vibing with. So rather than thinking about um, what sector you want to work in, think about who you like and, and then look for some commonalities. You know, what are their um, lifestyle choices? What um, do they do? Like, are they, do they happen to all be sort of coaches or are they all like creatives? You might find some patterns there. Okay, the second question is, what type of work do you love doing and would love to do every single day of your working life? I love this one. This is about you choosing to not do everything because generalizing you have to do lots of different things. And you might just be that kind of person who really likes switching it up. But I, over the years, I've realized I actually really like doing a few things really well. And I like making a few things better and better and better and getting them really like making them my expert thing. And I think that's what people pay you well to do versus if you're a jack of all trades or a June of all trades and you can do all the things, but in a kind of, I, I guess there is some mediocrity in generalism. Um, controversial, but I do believe that is true because when I was a generalist, I'd never felt like I was particularly good at anything. I was always switching between tasks and it was quite energy draining. So what type of work do you want to do and that you would happily do every day of your working life? Specialize into that. So it might be that you love writing blogs, and you do that happily every day of your working life, there is your niche. You are a blog writer. Okay. You're a blog writer for this lovely person that you like online. You see where we're going with this. We're trying to sort of thread things together. So number three is, is there a process that you have developed in your business that is now part of your specialism? This question is about you identifying value within your business that could be used as part of your niche. So for example, if you are a designer and you have developed a really amazing, transformative, slick brand strategy and design process, and that has become, you know, something you do with a great deal of expertise and your clients love the results and it works really well for you, Hello, that's your niche. So all of a sudden, you can start to weave that back into those people you like, those people you're attracted to online. Could you do that for them? All right, question number four in our niche strategies. 
So we're niching down at the moment. We're trying to figure out what our niche is and hopefully hone it into something. Number four is what is a passion or cause that you really want to pursue as part of your business? So not everyone will have one of these and it's okay if you don't. Not, not everyone has to be politically correct and, um, act, and, and be actively act in activism. Um, but if you are an activist, if you do have a passion or a cause that you feel really strongly about, then why not use that as part of your niche? If it's really, really, truly kind of core to you and who you are, that could be part of your niche as well. So maybe you are a feminist. Maybe you are an LGBTQI plus campaigner. Maybe that's really part of who you are and you want to bring that into your niche. So maybe your clients are people in the same, in the same kind of passion and cause and community that you hang around in, because that's where, you know, you're comfortable and where you know your stuff. Why, why complicate these things? Question number five, what is it about you that's different? So sometimes we get really hung up on being like everyone else. Like, oh, I just need to fit in to the mold of life. But you know what? Out there on the, on the web, on the worldwide web, um, there is a lot of awesome different people. That's the beauty, I think, of the age of social media and um, the internet for good or for bad, better or worse, that we are allowed to be more individual than ever because we can express ourselves. And so if you are different and different might mean all sorts of things to you, but if you have something about you that's a bit different, maybe you have a different uh, experience to other people, maybe you've been through something traumatic Maybe you have a condition or a health problem, or you have been through some shit that has redefined who you are. Like maybe you've lost a limb, maybe you've had a near-death experience, like whatever it is that makes you different from others, that could be your niche, that could be your superpower. For example, if you have ADHD, then you could use that to help you attract other people with ADHD and help them because you understand them because you are like them and you can use that as part of your niche you can say right where, where are those people that I really like and I'm attracted to and kind of feel like my people like they've got my vibe and I'm going to also help them by telling them that my niche is I help ADHD women to create amazing brands like get that specific because that is going to help you attract exactly who you want and repel anyone else who doesn't fit that mold. We're sort of in a mold, babe. It's like specialism. Um, so that will help you to stand out, but also will help you to attract the people that you really, really want to hang out with and, and work with. Finally, number six, have you done any previous work that has been truly fulfilling? So this is about you maybe like rattling through the archives, going through previous projects and trying to identify if there is a maybe a project or a client or a situation where, oh my fucking God, everything just went brilliantly. 
and I loved it and I enjoyed it so much. And that, oh, you look back and you just think, oh, that was really good. And I, I love doing that. Like I could do that 10 times over, 100 times over, 1,000 times over. When you have a previous project like that, that can be really good inspiration for your niche. So have a look at what type of project it was, what type of work you were doing, what type of client it was, and go from there. That might inspire your niche. Okay, this has been six strategies to help you narrow down your niche. And I hope you found it helpful, babe. As ever, if you do find the podcast helpful, I would love if you could rate the show. This would mean the world to me. Just leave us a rating. You can do five stars because, you know, if you don't believe five stars, then don't, don't worry. It's fine. Um, but also, if you have a moment in return for all this juicy, lovely free content I'm giving you, I would really appreciate if you could write me a review. Um, just a few words, what you think of the podcast, how it's helped you so far, if you've been listening for a while or if you've only just picked it up. I'd really appreciate that because it really helps it helps me, it helps my clients, it helps the community, it helps people on the podcast find us, you know, all those good things. All right, love, um, that's it for today. I'll catch you again next week. Thanks for listening today, love. Now, if you'd like to access more epic freelancer support and resources, then head on over to fiercelyfreelance.co. This is where you'll find classes, tools and courses to help you grow your business. And you can also come and find us on Instagram as well, where you'll get lots of savvy tips and advice. So we're at Fiercely Freelance on Instagram. And finally, if you're enjoying the show, I would love if you could spend a couple of moments to rate and review us as well. Big love and see you again soon.